Good morning. Y'all tell I'm from Alabama, can't you, when I open my mouth? So on that note, I'll say one more thing and then we'll get going. War Eagle. I am a little short, and podiums are usually a little tall. But God's got this, so we'll be okay. I like to say I'm just a little woman with a great, big God. So good morning. I see so many faces I recognize from so many places, and I'm just blessed to be with you. Uh, We want to talk a little bit this morning about being who you are, being who I am. And so if you will open your Bibles, yep, no phones, no technology, I have been instructed that we are going to open the book. Got your books open? Time for class. No, we're not having class. Open your Bibles with me, please, to Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 8 and go through verse 10. Well, you know, I really want to start at verse 1, but I'll, 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 remind, I'll, I'll contain. Try to, anyway. Well, let's start at verse 4. Now, my version is going to be different than your version. That is absolutely guaranteed. Okay, so hang in there. The version of scripture, the interpretation that I am reading from was dedicatedly written for people who have a fifth grade educational level so that they could read and receive the word of God no matter where they are. Okay, so I know y'all don't have a fifth grade level. Sometimes I question whether I do or not. So we are going to start. You ready? Be who you are. Think of that as we read this together. But God had so much loving kindness. I guess you can tell I am a born orator, so you may want to do this. Okay? I don't want to blow your, blow your mind, as we would say back in the day. Y'all ready? But God had so much loving kindness. He loved us with such a great love. Even when we were dead because of our sins, he made us alive by what Christ did for us. You have been saved from the punishment of sin by God's loving favor. I'm going to say that one more time. You, I, we have been saved from the punishment of sin by God's loving favor. Now, I should have heard something there. Woo-hoo. Amen. God raised us up from death when he raised up Christ Jesus. He has given us, here it comes, pay attention, be who you are. He has given us a place with Christ in the heavenlies. So where are we? There it is. He did this to show us through all the time to come that great 
riches of his loving favor. There it is again. He did this to show us the great riches of his loving favor. He has shown us his kindness. He, God, has shown us, revealed to us, we can see what his kindness looks like through Jesus Christ. Just look at Christ Jesus and you will see the kindness of God. And here we go for our purpose. For by his loving favor you have been saved from the punishment of sin through faith. Now faith, let's put it there, it is not by anything you have done. Let's just forget it. You hadn't done one single thing to be worthy of God's favor and love. Can we receive that? Can we accept that? And can we say, thank God. God. It is not by anything you have done. It, what? Faith. Faith is a gift of God. What do you do with a gift? I'm giving you a test right now. If someone gives you a gift, what is the only thing you need to do? Receive it. Thank you very much. It is not by anything you have done. It is a gift of God. It is not given to you because you worked for it. You didn't do anything to deserve it. Not one thing. We didn't do one thing to deserve this gift that God gave us called faith. What do you think of that? Isn't there freedom in that? So you don't have to keep doing something to deserve it. It is not given to you because you worked for it. If you could work for it, it, you would be proud. I'm so proud of myself. Did you see what I did? Can you see? Oh, look, did you see me on TV last week? Have you seen everything I've been doing? For the kingdom of God. (laughs) Enough of that. (laughs) Here's who we are. We are his work. We are God's work, his workmanship. God has made us to belong to Christ Jesus. Why? So we can work for him He planned that we should do this. Now some of these say, another interpretation that I love is before the foundation of the world was laid, God appointed us for good works that he in turn will bring forth through us, how? In Christ Jesus. I got to get away from that. I got to walk. I'm a walker when I'm a talker, okay? Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. You heard who I am. I'm Mimi Nickel. I'm the founder of Love's Arm here in Chattanooga. I didn't wake up one morning and decide to be that. Okay? God preordained these good works for me before the foundation of the world was ever laid. What does that mean? That means there's never been a moment in the history of the universe or for all of time that God, my daddy, didn't know that I would be right here with you doing what I am doing right now. So anything that has happened in between was part of him writing this story of the kingdom in my life. 
and yours. Pay attention. Be who you are. Now, how did this happen for me? I came here from Birmingham, Alabama. Woohoo! I grew up in Homewood, Alabama. My daddy was a doctor. I was a child of privilege. Wrong. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. I grew up in Homewood, Alabama. My parents divorced when I was four years old. My father was an alcoholic, and my mother was an IV drug addict and schizophrenic. I was a child of privilege. At nine years old, I began being sexually molested and groomed by my best friend's 14-year-old brother who became my perpetrator and my trafficker. By the time I was nine and a half, he had taken my virginity and began taking pornographic pictures of me with a Polaroid camera and distributing them to every other young man in our neighborhood, in Homewood, Alabama. How many of y'all know where Homewood is? Those things don't happen in Homewood. Wrong. They still do today. So, there I am. He takes pictures of me. At one point, he even brought me into a fort with all of these, what I call pubescent teenage boys from our neighborhood that had all purchased a Polaroid of me naked from him, and he advertised me to them in a fort had me stripped naked and stood there. Sound familiar? And then one by one, they started coming. They started coming. Do you understand that I was trafficked? Do y'all understand what this, the terminology of human trafficking is? Does anyone in here understand that terminology? It is when someone is coerced, drawn in, wooed brought in, forced, made to perform acts for someone else's personal gain. Force, fraud, and coercion. This happened to me between the ages of 9 and 14. At 12 years old, I ended up in Atlanta on the strip. I was sold to two men and a crystal who kept me in an apartment for three days and taught me how to use LSD and other drugs that I'd never touched. I was 12 years old. I'm just giving you a history. Please hang with me. We're going to lighten this up in a minute. Okay, I know it gets heavy. So just to say, you may be asking yourself, how on earth was that part of God's story for you to be doing and living and your purpose in his kingdom now. Anyone asking that question? You can say yes. Because he was there, you see. Now, I'm not saying that God makes bad things happen to his kids. All right? 
But there's a promise in Deuteronomy 23.5 that says the Lord your God will take your curse and turn it into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. So that doesn't mean all of the painful things we have experienced in our lives, those curses, God will take them and one day redeem them and turn them into blessings. So I can say for, with great joy, I am doing exactly what I am doing, carrying the hope of redemptive grace and love to women just like me in this day who are victims of that force, fraud and coercion and are wanting to come out. Can you see that? Can you see it now? How he allowed those things happen. They were a part of his story so that now I can carry the hope of the gospel of love in Jesus Christ. Fulfill this. Carry forth those good works. Now I'm not trying to get too theological. I know I've got to be careful up here about that because I'm a woman. <laughs> before the foundation of the world to do what I'm doing as the head of Love's Arm, working with women victims, uh, engaging, empowering, and transitioning women survivors of trafficking, abuse, prostitution, and addiction towards a Christ-centered community of grace. Makes sense to me. Makes sense. I know it's painful, but does it make sense? Someone do something. Does it make, am I the only one it makes sense to? My friend Becca does that all the time. And she can't, it, uh, I'm friends with a woman named Becca Stevens, and we do this. If, if we, we're not getting anything, it's like, okay, just give me this. Give me something. So let's apply that to your lives now. You are students at an amazing college. I love this place. I call it the castle in the sky. Delta Dawn, no. Take me to the castle in the sky. I'm coming up the road in my car, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm in fairyland, and I'm going to the castle in the sky. <laughs> One time, a long, long time ago, I wrote a song called Life is Not a Fairy Tale. Isn't that funny? And now I'm in fairyland in the castle in the sky, coming before you to get to share the grace of God. I'm see you watching your clock. We're going to move on. So, <laughs> just to say, you are here. You are here. You are not here. I'm going to say some things you don't want to hear, but you are not here. God did not put you in this place to find a spouse. God did not put you in this castle, in the sky, to find your occupation and your future in whatever direction he has called you in for economic sustainability. God did not put you here to become the best theologian, pastor, ministry leader on earth. 
That's not why he put you here. I remember you. Hey, your name's Hannah, isn't it? Close? No? Far away? Okay. Her name's, where'd she go? My baby girl. Her name's Hannah. I know who she is. This is Hannah. She's my daughter in Christ. She goes to school here. Yay, Hannah. And that is my God-grandson, Judah. He's named after a lion. Anyway, so I'm just telling you, that's not why you're here, folks. That's not who you are. Now, you may have thought when you came here that that's why. How many of y'all thought when you came here that's why God brought you here? To get a great education? So you could get a great job? Marry a great girl or a great guy? And have great babies and fulfill the kingdom call to fill the earth. I love you enough to tell you. (laughs) Are those things important? Yes. But they are not as important as being who you are in Christ Jesus. It is much more important that you find who you are, why you're here, and his purpose and call on your life and take the opportunity while you're here to do that. Look at Jesus. Do not look at these other things. Yes, she may be hot. She may be pretty. He may be a hunk. Okay? I can't tell you how many young people I know that have come up here and gotten married within the first two years, and they thought that was done. We're done. We're done. That's what we're here for. Don't buy that lie from the pit of hell. (laughs) Our world is built on that lie. The world is built on that lie. The kingdom is not. The kingdom of God is not built on that lie. Because one day that woman, that man that you think was the best thing that ever happened to you, one day you're going to be in the fulfillment of the kingdom and he's not even going to be your boyfriend. (laughs) According to the word of God, the scripture, my husband, he may not want to have a thing to do with me in heaven and sometimes I think that's really great. So I want to close with this real quick. I think it's time for me to close, don't you? Because I can get going. Have y'all got that? (laughs) I want to take this off because I'm vain, okay, and I don't need to read anymore. Aren't I pretty? (laughs) I will be 62 years old on April the 2nd. mercy chose to introduce Jesus to me got that not introduce me to Jesus but introduce Jesus to me when I was 43 years old walking out of a hospital door I didn't plan it he did all my prayer of salvation was Lord Jesus I need help because I was in a crack I was in a tough situation 
And there he was, out of nowhere. So I say to you, who are you? Look at the painful places in your life, the hard things that you've been through. And there is not a person, I'm not going to call you children, there is not a person in this room, I don't care how old you are, that has not walked through some really hard, difficult stuff. Now, if you are the person who has not, would you raise your hand? I want to meet you. Look at those places. Pray into those places. Say, Jesus, what do you want to do with these curses? And how do you want to turn them into blessings? So in turn, the world will know. Not just think, but know that God is real and Jesus is alive and well on the planet Earth. So I leave you with that exhortation. It's not about why you're here. It's about who you are. And you be who you are because I'm going to tell you, we've got someone the world needs to know. More than the president, more than whoever else we can think is important. Y'all, one day they're all going to be looking at us going, but I thought I was important. (laughs) We are the children of the living God. Act like it. Thank you. You okay with that? my sound. you know why? Because I've got an eight setting preamp. <laughs> what do y'all want it? Jazz? You want bass? You want extra acoustic? Y'all hear that? I'm going to tell you, God told me to sing this song this morning when I was preparing my heart. The last time I sang it was when I eulogized my mother in Christ. So pray for me. Because I'm not going to sing the, the, the verse that I couldn't get through at all. But I'm just going to sing something for you. I want you to close your eyes after my talk. In the morning when I rise, in the morning 
when I rise in the morning when I rise give me Jesus give me Jesus give me Jesus you can have all of this world just give me Jesus. Y'all gonna do it with me? In the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Jesus, give me Jesus. You can have all of this world. You can have all of this world. You can take it all this world. Just give me majestic name above all names. Thy kingdom come, Lord, bring it on. Thy will be done on this earth right now, Lord, as it is in heaven. Forgive us, Lord, for all of the times we've considered ourselves more important than you. Forgive us for all of the times that we've not considered others as those we are to love. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you don't lead us into temptation, but you've already delivered us from evil in Christ Jesus. And so we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Bless us this day, Lord. Sear these words into our heart that we love one another as you, Jesus, have loved us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 